Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to What's in Your Glass. I'm your host, Carmelo Anthony. Before we get going, let's first welcome today's guest. You know him as a Grammy award-winning singer, songwriter, record producer, whose latest album, Gold Digger Sound was nominated for the best R&B album at the 2022 Grammy Awards. Please welcome to the show, Leon Bridges. How you doing? Welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the show. I usually we, we usually cheers in person, but you know we're gonna do a virtual cheers. So thanks for having. Big shout out, big shout out to you. Thank you for coming on and what's in your glass. You know, having an opportunity to chop it up with you and just talk about what you got going on and and and, and what's next. What you got in your glass first? I want to know that. So I'm rocking some Kaz Azul and um. It's, it's the one that looks like a like a vase, you know, like the the bottle looks like okay. a blue and white um, bottle. But I'm rocking some Casa Azul with mezcal. Oh, indeed, indeed. I just got a little light paint on the wall today, midday, something like. That's what's up. That's what's up. Absolutely for for our, for, for our conversation, for our conversation, it's gonna be light. Um, I want to know how have things been with you? Uh, I, I know you're preparing to, to to go on tour, which we'll talk about later. But what what else is going on with you? Yeah, everything's kind of been a, you know, a whirlwind, a whirlwind recently, you know, um, you know, I, have, I just kind of recently started um, working on a film. I got to have an opportunity to be able to do some acting um, and then also, also just gearing up to embark in, in, in on on a little tour. But other than that, like, um, bless, man. I, I usually like to start at the beginning and, and give, you know, give people a little uh, background on the guests. So taking it all the taking it all the way back, uh, you 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 grew up in in Texas, splitting time between Dallas and and Fort Worth. Did you did you find yourself you know drawn to music at a young age, or that came later? Yeah, man. So um, you know, I, I always gravitated towards, I guess, the R and B music of the you know the nineties and two thousands, and and at the same time, um, you know, I, I was you know my parents introduced me to. I guess kind of the other spectrum of R&B of like the Sade's and, and, and Curtis Mayfield. And so, um, you know, I, I always loved R&B music and I knew that I would ultimately like make it at some point, you know, but um, I would say my music is just kind of a, a reflection of, of just like the, the, the music my parents put me onto and like the R&B music of the nineties and two thousands. Yeah, and and I mean the, the R and B music in the '90s was, you know, it was it was it was fun. It was, you know, it was it was bouncy. It was a party, you know, at at, at end of the day, um, and 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 well into the, the 2000s as as well, which 2000s took it to a whole another level. But you 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 you've described yourself as um, as painfully shy, like like growing up, uh, like being being a shy kid, like what what what. Was there a part of you that always wanted to perform or, or did that come later? Because how, like, how does that, like, how does that work? If you shy, it's like, you don't, you know, you don't want to be, a, you know, around a lot of people or in front of a lot of people, but then you going out there, you performing. So it's like, explain that. Did that, was that early or did that come later? Right. I, I mean, 
yeah, I, I've always been, you know, really bashful, um, kind of, kind of growing up. And, but at the same time, you know, going back to army music, it was dope when like a lot of the prominent artists during that time were dancers, you know, the genuine and usher. And so, you know, I, I you know, tried to emulate their dance moves. Like, you know, I was pop locking and, and doing all that kind of stuff. And, um, and so there was a moment in high school where there was a talent show. And, and I would say the first time I, I guess I ever got on the stage was, was that moment. And I mean, you know, so, you know, I, I, I did, you know, it was just terrifying just to get, you know, as far as getting up in front of people. But, um, you know, I, I kind of, you know, ultimately was just able to just kind of get, get past that and, you know, and, and perform in front of my peers, which was a crazy moment. <laughs> Right, so that's so that's. That, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up. It was like, what was that feeling? Like you said, it was terrifying getting up there in front of in front of your peers. Was it nervousness? Was it um, I'm embarrassed? Was niggas gonna laugh at me? Or like, like what what was what was the feeling of of, of that? Because a lot of people, a lot of people go through that. You know what I'm saying? Even now, a lot of kids may be going through that as as well. So that's that that's some good insight on how you know somebody like you like yourself was able to deal with that. I guess it's just the uh, the nerves of I guess presenting, you know, your art in front of your peers and 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 just like no one in high school knew that I could dance, and so it, it and I, at the whole time I'd been kind of sharpening just like my skill in that way, and it was like, you know, it, it was just like one of those kids that, that that never said anything, and like all of a sudden he's on stage dancing, you know, and. And but yeah, it was just I, I think that was kind of what was um, that I guess made me nervous about it. You yourself, um, I would like to say, uh, a master of, of soul and R and B. Like, but what what music did you listen to growing up? Was was soul and R and B something you was always drawn to, or was it another genre that you was drawn to? I, absolutely. Um, I really, I mean, I, I loved you know artists like Genuine and, and Usher. But I, but I also, you know, growing up, my, my mother, she would always play Sade and Anita Baker. And, you know, my father put me on to Curtis Mayfield and Stevie Wonder. And so I think it goes to show of just like how soul music is just like timeless, you know, to even when I was a kid, you know, I, I was digging that, you know, type of music. But um, I never knew that I would ultimately make soul music. It was just, you know, I always loved it for sure. You were discovered while while working um, as as a, as a dishwasher, right, and, and performing locally around Texas. But be, before that, let's let's talk about before that. What 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 was it like playing to very small crowds? Like, did that did that influence the intimacy of your music? It was one of those things of like I was dancing in um, in college. There was like this dance program, and I you know I had some homies that inspired me to kind of do ballet and all that kind of stuff, and and then I left college. At that time, I had just like picked up a guitar and was trying to write some songs. And, um, you know, I, I was just looking for another platform. So that's kind of what led me to the open mics. And, and um, it was, it was, it was, you know, I just, want, you know, wanted to share my art on, 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 on some, some type of platform. And so it was, um, I was a, a, somewhat of a anomaly in the city because there weren't a lot of heads, just like, like a acoustic R&B thing. And because um, in Fort Worth, it's like predominantly country music. And so 
yeah, so open open mics was kind of, you know, what I was started to initially do when I was playing guitar. In two years, like we we talking about in, in the two years span, you went from, you know, you you went from working in the service industry to performing at the White House for for Barack Obama. Uh like how do you adjust from playing in like small bars and playing in venues like the actual White House? And the, that was nerve-wracking. I, I assume that was nerve-wracking. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's, I'm still processing it, you know? It's really wild to, to be, a, you know, just anonymous and, you know, to go from that to being, being able to do music on a big platform. And, man, I can just say, I, all I can say is it's by the grace of God that I had an opportunity to perform at the White House and go to Obama's last birthday party at the White House. And it's like, I, I, I never would have thought, I, I never saw it coming, you know? And so just grateful for the milestones that, you know, I've, I've been able to achieve in, in life. And the actual timing of, of all of that too. Like the time where we was at as a, as a country, as a, as a community, as society, you know, that was a, that was a moment for you to be able to go in there. And, you know, I'm sure as, as, as a fan and as your fans, you know, watch that, I'm sure they, you know, they, they was proud of you. We was proud of you to see that moment happen for mm. you and for, and for, you know, Barack Obama. So, uh, we, 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 we switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Let's go to your, your, your most recent album release last year. And it was nominated best R&B album at the upcoming Grammys, uh, this April. So first of all, what's, what's the story behind the name of the album and how, how do you come up with that? So the album is, is Gold Digger Sound and it's pretty much Gold Diggers is the studio in East Hollywood and very unassuming from, you know, from the outside of it, you know, it's kind of like this place of refuge and like this kind of gritty area. And I just felt it was like the perfect place to make an album. So I was able to kind of bring in some of my, you know, favorite musicians to kind of cultivate an R&B sound that was just like unique to me. And, you know, it was the whole process of it just kind of inspired the name. Like this is where this was made gold diggers. If so is, if, so that was, was that planned or was that just like, Oh shit. Like this, this fits the vibe. This fits where we at. This is that sound. This is gold digger studio sound. You know what? Fuck it. We going to make this the, the album right here. So it was, it was, it was based, it was based off a vibe that you had while, while in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Going into it. I didn't even know what I, you know, wanted to name the album. You know, if you're going to spend a lot of time in a place, like, I think it's, like, dope to find a place that is, is aesthetically dope. And and that and that's just what Gold, Gold Diggers was. You know, it just felt, you know, just good to be in and, and good to, like, you know, a, a rad place to create music in. And um, I was like, yeah, this is where all the songs were born. So, Gold Diggers. You found you you found you found your sanctuary. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that was that that was that that was that safe haven over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how would you describe the sound on the album? The, sonically, how would you describe it? I would say, you know, the foundation of it is, is soul. You know, but there's um, you know, a bunch of you know a bunch of other aspects of it. You know, I, I guess going into it, I kind of conveyed to my my good dude Ricky Reed, who produced this album. I was like, you know, I want to make a more R&B centric album, you know, with some organic elements and um, just kind of my, my take on R&B. And we kind of went into it with that. And at some point it was like, Oh, let's, you know, kind of add some jazz elements in there. So it's like, 
kind of an amalgamation of things, but I think at the end of the day, it's just, you know, good music, good, good, good songs, you know? So for, for how, how did it all come together? How did the album come together? And, and, and what, what surprised you in, in, in making it? Because I know a lot of times going, going through any process or journey that you, that you're trying to achieve a goal that you, you're creating, uh, it, it's something that may surprise you with, with, you know, along that journey. Was it something that surprised you in, in, in making uh, this Gold Digger sound? I guess the way that, you know, we, we record is like, sometimes you're having to choose like a beat, you know, to write to. And that's dope. I, I love, I love that, that kind of way of making music. But I wanted to see like, how do you make that, you know, that sound that's just like, it, do, it doesn't, it, it wasn't potentially for this artist. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it was, you know, something that kind of made organically and in, in that way. And so I guess the process, the process of it was, was just getting a bunch of dope musicians in a room and we would essentially just like jam that we found a vibe. And, you know, and then I guess my process of writing songs is, you know, I start with a melody and then kind of shape the, you know, just the, the subject matter after that. Yeah, the go go you know gold diggers is you know pretty much just me get getting in in the suit in, in in a room with some of my favorite musicians. You ain't got to you don't have to be too modest about it. You you know we we know that we know the album is, <laughs> is, 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 is crazy. <laughs> we we know what time it is with the album. So what, switch it switch switch it gears a bit. Uh, you you've been recently announced as a face of Wrangler. Uh, congratulations, the spring summer twenty two men's collection. Uh, as oh, also as well as the uh, Wrangler, the new Wrangler NFT launch. Uh, I think it's the 75th anniversary. I, I, I was reading when 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 you were, when you were discovered, you were wearing a pair of Wrangler jeans. Was 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 this like full circle for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely like a full circle moment. Wrangler is the reason I'm here in a way. <laughs> it was like you know there was one night I was I was wearing some like some Wranglers and that caught the attention of. Uh, this guy named Austin Jenkins, who pretty much, he changed my trajectory. Like he was the one that kind of facilitated me going in, into a studio and, and, and making my first album coming home. And so it was kind of rad to like get my foot in the fashion world of doing the collab with a, you know, the pinnacle of a brand that's, that's the pinnacle of denim, you know. What can you tell us about the actual collection itself? Yeah, so um, I really dig like that 70s silhouette and I really dig, you know, I'm from Texas. So, you know, I, I really dig like the fashion of, of Texas. So it's just like kind of that mixture of like 70s workwear and kind of like a denim, denim thing. As part of, of, of the collaboration, Wrangler's also auctioning off, uh, I think, 75 digital NFTs dubbed the uh, Mr. Wrangler icon. Like what, what can you share about, uh, about the NFT portion of, of your collaboration? Right. Um, man, it, it's, you know, it's a whole world that like, you know, people try to explain it to me and I'm like, how come I still don't get it? <laughs> so basically there's this, there was this photo that I saw on Instagram and it was this guy, he was wearing just like Wrangler fit. And, and I, and I was, I really love like the, the, the embroidery and just like everything on it. And so I worked with my homegirl Gab, Gabby and she reached out to Wrangler and I think it took almost like two years for them to make that this, this custom piece. And like, um, they pretty much took that, that piece and it's like in the 
what is it, metaverse? Is that is that the meta the metaverse? Yeah, the metaverse. Yeah, the metaverse. <laughs> Congratulations to 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 Wrangler on auctioning off the the seventy five digital NFTs uh, of, of Mr. Wrangler Icon. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's talk about, before we get, you know, start the closing on, like, what, what you focused on. Like, your upcoming tour, uh, the Boundless Tour, kick, kick off in Vegas in late, I think July. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do you have planned for the tour? You always got something planned for you. Like, what do you have planned for this tour? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I got to the point where I, get, I have the option of a, a catwalk, you know. I'm like, damn, I get, a, I get a catwalk? That's what's up. <laughs> It'll be, it's going to be rad. You know, it's kind of focused on, like, where I was and kind of where I'm heading. You know, I, I, I love that, I, you know, I'll be able to incorporate songs that I never played from my first album, Coming Home, and, you know, a handful of songs from, from Good Thing and some Gold Diggers and some Karungbin. So, yeah, I just have an opportunity to play everything, you know. <laughs> I know you're, ex- I mean, how excited, like, you, you, you have to be back performing live, right? It's, mm. you know, it's in, in, in the world where hopefully things feel slightly back to normal uh, or when we think things is getting back to normal, it's not. Uh, it may be the new normal, but still, like, how, exci- how excited are you to, to being back out there performing live in, the, in this world? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, man. Like, you know, it's, it's been two years since, you know, I've, like, toured. So it's awesome to be able to connect with, you know, you you know the fans in that way, and it's you know it's like kind of part of my job. So it's like it's just awesome to get back to work. You know, in that way. What other projects you you have going on that that we should keep an eye on? Anything else big that you're actually focusing on? Yeah, so I just um, released an EP called Texas Moon. It's a collaborative project with um, this band from Houston, Texas, called Karungbin, and I think people might find something in the EP that they dig. So, um, but other than that. You know, I'm about, to, I'm about to start working on my, my fourth album, in which I'm really excited to, you know, kind of get some of these songs out. I mean, we all excited about the album. We all excited about your work. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, the, the EP so people could kind of go and get that, you know, kind of that teaser 
you know, and, and kind of just find a vibe that they might they might be able to relate to on on the EP before the actual album is is is, is being done and being dropped. Um, let's let's bring it all back to why we actually here uh, of, of what's in your glass. I just have a few. I always do this with the guests. I have a few quick fire questions for you to close out. Uh, but we 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 gotta know we gotta know what's in your glass on certain occasions. So if you're on a, if you're on vacation, what's what's in your glass? It depends on where where you go. You know, like when I'm in Mexico, I, I like tequila. You know, and, and it's but I'm I, I'm all tequila these days. I don't do nothing but tequila. Oh, so you so you're not a you're not a bourbon guy, man. I I used to be. I used to be. I, I was okay. a bourbon guy until. Uh, when I after I drink bourbon, I have the worst hangover, and then like I'm looking like Fat Albert, just like <laughs> you know that's sh- that sugar, that sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you if you if you out if you out at dinner at a, at a, at a nice restaurant, what's what's your what's in your glass? I, I probably have to go with a. I'm sorry, like my my knowledge of wine. <laughs> you know, I just had to go to red. Can I just say red? No, no, for sure, for sure. No, no, no. It ain't no red wine. No judgment. This is this is free. This is a free judgment zone over here. All right, all right. Free judgment zone. If you, <laughs> well, uh, well, well, one more. If you you you're about to celebrate a a big win, right? Like like another Grammy for Gold Digger Sound. What's your what's in your what what you what you got in your glass? Man, yeah, yeah. That I mean, yeah, champagne for the you know the celebratory. Low moment, so you got to go with you know champagne for sure. And then you and then you you end it you ending it with the with the tequila. Yeah, yeah. You start with champagne. This one, this a glass of champagne, and and then you get on tequila after that. And once you once once you order tequila, it's over after that. It's it's, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. Yo, my brother, man. Thank you, thank you so much for joining me this week, man. And Dang. uh, for for a glass of I, I know you had the tequila. I had the wine over here. Uh, great conversation. Great catching up with you, man. Always been a big fan and, and, and support you know kind of what you're doing your endeavors how you're moving uh and and, and kind of just how you just you you you've you been a role model you've been a leader man in, in, in our community so i i i appreciate that i'll give you your flowers while you're here congratulations on on gold digger sound thank you man. um and, and you know just thank you everybody for tuning in uh leon my brother is always gonna be loved thank you Good luck on the tour. Uh, hopefully, I can catch you on, on one, one, of, one of them tour dates. We'll, we'll see what's going on. Um, I know you're going to smash. I know you're going to kill it. But always, my brother, keep doing what you're doing. Love. I love, brother, man. I'm humble, man. Good to talk to you. Peace. Peace.